welcome to episode number 43 of Recovery Internet Radio, live from Straight Up Studios, talking about straight stuff on addictions. Welcome our host tonight, Rick Atwater. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you, Aaron. Thank you for getting us started, and uh, and welcome to you. This is the second time that you've done the uh, engineering engineering job. Yeah. So thanks for doing it. Engineering. Yeah, our regular engineers are off enjoying themselves in sunny Arizona right now. So shout out. Yeah, shout out. To, <laughs> shout out to Chris. Um, so welcome tonight to Recovery Internet Radio, and um, our tag tonight is. Growing up in Crazy Town, and our guest is Jeannie D. Um, uh, thanks for joining us tonight, where we are every Sunday night at 8, just a reminder, every Sunday night at 8, um, and you can, uh, again, a reminder that we tell you every week, you can call into the show for questions, comments, whatever, at 323 Two nine seven seven, or you can tweet us live at Rick Atwater. Um, and also remember to check out recoveryinternetradio.com. That's now. See, Aaron, you're supposed to say recovery. Recoveryinternetradio.com for all your archives and fun recovery <laughs> needs. Yeah, just you know, just getting you in there. So um, yeah, so we hope uh, you, you know you can get to us that way to listen to the to uh, archive shows. Take a look. A um, couple of quick things. We have um, uh, a friend of ours here uh, that, that has a little uh, a little reminder for you. Oh, me? That's you. No, that's you. You're, <laughs> You're the friend. You're on. Okay, guys, here's the deal. Rick and I move a lot, and you know us, you know that. <laughs> and whenever we move into a new house, like many people, we need to have it repainted. And we tried out all sorts of people until finally we found the one. And that would be Rose Painting and Drywall. Decorating Chicago land since 1969. And honestly, he's fabulous. He'll come, he'll make a quote, he'll be reasonable, he'll be on time. And most of all, this is what I love. He not only does a great job, but he cleans up every Mm. single day. So he knows what he's doing. He's very trustworthy. And our speaker, Jeannie, is giving a thumbs up, too, because I bet you you've hired him before. So that's Rose Painting and Drywall. And you can call Tom at 815-735-4654 and simply talk to him. And he'll come out. He'll give you a quote. He won't push you. He'll say, here's what I charge to do this job. And he has lots of ideas. Okay, that's it. Call Tom. <laughs> we have a couple of other uh, a couple of other quick things we want to mention. Some friends of ours are in a band called Double Take. We mention them fairly frequently. They're going to be at a place called Sergio's Cucina Italiana in Itasca on Saturday, March thirtieth at eight thirty. Very tasty restaurant, isn't it? Oh, is it good? Oh, yeah. Okay, and they're a fun band. They really are. They play 50s to 2K rock and roll. And it says it says on the little flyer here, uh, hey, Goombas and Goombaettes. <laughs> I, I guess that's Italian for ladies and gentlemen. Um, anyway, 
so anyway, go out and see Double Take. They're a lot of fun. And if you want to get a hold of, uh, if you want to get a hold of them, you can either go to DoubleTakeChicago.com or you can call Bob Harper at eight four seven seven one zero four seven five nine for booking or to find out more about the band. Okay, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna um, roll here. There's a few other things maybe I'll say at halftime, but that's then and this is now. So, um, so Jeannie, welcome. Hi, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you could come and join us in our relatively new studio. Love it. Yeah, and you know we were commenting about the color. You like the color? I love the color. Yeah. I love painting. Yeah. I love everything about it. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Yeah, very yeah. cozy. It's painted cozy. by Tom Rowe. Oh, I know, painted by Tom Rowe. <laughs> Thumbs up. God, he got he got a yeah, he got a freebie there. Um, so we, you know, growing up in Crazy Town is the title of the show, and I know you know we've talked before, so I know a little bit about your history. But um, and I and I told you that whenever I put something out to the to advertise the show, I dramatize it a little bit. Right. So that's where the title comes from, not to be disrespectful to your history. But uh, uh, so tell us a little bit about, you know, the, one of the things that was in my mind was when you were a little kid, what was the what was it like around the dinner table? Did you guys have family dinners? We did, actually. Yeah, we did. We had six kids. So I was the second oldest, yeah. one older sister and then four younger brothers. Um, and we we had one of those long tables and then the benches, like picnic oh, benches yeah, yeah. on either side. Yeah. So we just, yeah. I, the one thing I can remember that I loved was um, just periodically, not very often, but my dad would come home with a bag of McDonald's hamburgers mm. and milkshakes. And it was like oh, heaven. We just loved it. It was That was really a treat. Was that on a, like on a weekend or no, whenever? That, no, I don't know. Just you know, occasionally, not not mm-hmm. too often, though. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where was your place? Did you have a place of your own on the? I bathroom? don't know. I don't remember actually. I really don't. Everybody just sat wherever they sat. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I had an assigned seat. Yeah, we probably did. You know how every family yeah, you just naturally you get your kind of seat. sit where yeah. you always sit. Yeah, kind of and then we fought. I'm sure we fought over. Yeah. You're in my seat. Get out. <laughs> So probably yeah. Who would you have fought most with your your older sister? No, we didn't fight at all. No. No, we were really, really, really close. Uh, yeah. Who did you fight with the younger ones then? Yeah. 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 yeah there was brothers. like you you had. Would you say you had two uh, the two your two you and your older sister and then it, there was three boys. Well, there was or, one brother three years younger than me and then three years younger than him three more brothers right in a row. Oh okay. Yeah. So that sounds like would be worthy fighting material right there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Were you a tomboy? Um, no, not really. No. I wasn't real girly though either. So I sort don't know. A, sort of a middle of the road yeah. kind of. Yeah. No, yeah. My brothers were pretty scared of me because <laughs> I was kind of crazy. <laughs> so yeah, they didn't. You yeah. Know, they didn't beat me up or anything. We didn't fight like that. You were quite a bit old. You were quite a bit older yeah. than them. Yeah. It's almost like my sister and I, and then the four brothers. Almost two, like two different. Families sometimes it, it seemed like you know growing up. So what 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 why was that? Was there a miscarriages? Oh, in between. Yeah, okay. unfortunately, but yeah, yeah, that's why. And um, not for lack of trying. Thank goodness. You, I guess yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you'd been closer in age to your brothers, would they have been scared of you anyway? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. They were kind of. They were pretty. Yeah, Larry of me for sure. I All don't right, know so, so much about my sister because she was more 
I don't so know. tell me about that. Why, why do you think well, they were lenient of you? Well, I think it was just because we started at a really young age drinking and mm. smoking pot and mm. doing that kind of behavior. So they didn't have any trust, you know, in us at all. Plus, I would <laughs> pretty often we did this. Um, go to the local strip mall mm-hmm. and at the very end was a restaurant called Eros and mm-hmm. it was a Greek restaurant and I don't I honestly don't know how often we did it but I would ask them hey guys you want to go to lunch they'd say sure we'd walk up there do our you know eat our meal mm-hmm. I'd say I gotta run to the bathroom just meet me out front I'll be right out and then I'd come out run and I'd be, we'd all just start running <laughs> and dine and ditch and I we did it like a lot and I they never once like called me out on it or anything it was very weird yeah i think they must have i don't know i don't know what they thought Hmm. i've often thought i need to go see if they're still there and um oh make amends yeah 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 that was handy yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so okay well that's that's interesting so you were the you were kind of the ringleader Yeah. yeah yeah for sure of that yeah and my sister was always very quiet a little bit more quiet, more um, shy, maybe. I guess that's what my family says anyway. My parents told me. I was always the one, no, Shannon, you do it like this, you know, for any one thing that we were doing. Yeah. Like yeah, jumping yeah. in the cribs or whatever. <laughs> when we were really little, it started yeah. like that. So. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, when, so when what was it like? What were your, how, how was the parenting? What was it, what was going on in the, in the family that, you know, you said you, said you kind of got started early? How come you got started early? Um, probably just lack of supervision, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My mom was really busy with those boys. You know, mm-hmm. they were very little. They were all in, you know, newborn and diapers, mm-hmm. like two more in diapers. And at the time, they weren't disposable. So <laughs> it was the cloth diapers. I mean, really, she had yeah. to literally so you take, had to clean them out, wring them out. Yeah, and she had to do all the jammies, all the bedding, you know, all boys in the tub. It was every day like right. that. Yeah. And so we took total advantage and just... You know, it's funny that you have to, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but it it made it easy. My dad would get on the train. My mom would drive him mm-hmm. to the train every day, and he'd go down to the city, work for food and drug. Mm-hmm. And then um, she was busy with them. So we just sort of were. So you did your own we thing. We did our own thing, yeah. And, and they were younger, how, so yeah. Right. Did you ever, were you ever helpful with them? Were you oh, ever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had to change diapers and things like that. Yeah. 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 I know. Well, I cook, you ever have to cook? The only time I cooked, <laughs> the only thing I guess I cooked was um, I like to make like hamburgers and french fries. Hmm. We also made cinnamon toast a lot. And we'd put the butter on and then put it back in the toaster to melt the butter. And my mom hated that. That was like, God damn it. And we just did it all the time. Yeah. And so at some point, things got started getting a little out of hand in uh, in your in your situation. What Tell, tell us a little bit about what, what went down um, well, my mom, she seemed to have a lot of, a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of worrying, a lot of anxiety. Um, just, you know, I, I didn't really notice it to be as bad as I think it was, mm. but I recall coming home from school for lunch in fourth grade. So I was nine and all my dad's side of the family were there to kind of to just, you know, help out wherever they could because now my mom was gone so that's what happened when I got home they said you know your mom's been taken to the hospital so she can get well and I can recall just basically saying okay what's for lunch Mm -hmm. and I remember at that point feeling like you're not none of you are my mom 
mm-hmm. you're not going to be. Yeah. And, I, and I've always had an issue with them ever since. I don't. I think that it's from that. Yeah. Because now as an adult, I look back and think, I've done that for my sister and her family, you know, taking care of the kids and that kind of thing. And I don't think that they ever had any resentment like that. So I, I'm not really sure, but... Was that the first time that happened, or the yeah. only time, or the? No, it, that was the first time. And I, I remember after eating, I went across the street to my neighbors. We were walking back to the afternoon school, and um, just breaking down with her mom. Hmm. And her mom was really, really nice, and I was close with that girl, so I yeah. felt, I guess, I felt safe there. And I just didn't feel safe with, with um, my relatives, I guess, because I just, I remember literally shutting down. Hmm. Fine, that's fine. Okay. Like, yeah. No feelings. Right. And that was the first of probably, I, you know, I, I think probably maybe eight hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so that happens fairly frequently then. From the yeah. time you were like, not, would you say nine? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So probably I think I was about maybe 14 or 15 that was, then that was yeah when that stopped. So, but when, uh, so when you were, so when you were nine and you kind of shut it off there, did that so what did you what was your behavior like then well kind of out of control with the we were huffing yeah lighter fluid um we were stealing we were smoking we were smoking pot um i don't know so much about the drinking at that point yeah that was more in junior high so like a, a year or so is that later. something that people were doing regularly huffing lighter fluid or well these <laughs> <laughs> the, the people we were with, I know, yeah. So I don't know. It's not really a common. No, thing. not in fourth grade. Yeah, I don't sure. But I did. It was the older brothers went to school with my sister and and then our right. other friends. So they were always older. I was the youngest, and I I from what I think, the father must have been away at work, and so there were three boys that lived in the apartments, and we would just go there and just like hop lighter fluid and smoke and smoke pot and. Yeah. And it was just a, did you think, I mean, did you have the sense that, that anything was different about your, your family than other people's families? Yeah, for sure. You knew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what what did you think? What did you think? Well, embarrassed, really, kind of. Yeah. You know, a little bit embarrassed. Um, Did you bring other kids home to your house from school? a, a, A couple, yeah. But only ones that were really close with us, not just random not people. Not just anybody no. come on over to Jeannie's house. No. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, just a little embarrassed, scared, fearful. Like I wasn't really sure what was going on, but I think always, like with my mom, it was more like, well, we were mean too to her. You know, as time mm-hmm. went on, it was like, geez, it was always, wait till your father comes home. And then, you know, so we would always give her a hard time. Geez, you're so weak, you can't do anything. And then, and then, you know, mm-hmm. really yeah. just ridiculing her. Right. And, you know, and then on the other side, I was always very worried and concerned. Like, I right. always seemed to wonder what was going on with her and kind of almost a little protective, I guess. Yeah. That's... You know, it was like a two-sided thing. It was yeah. embarrassed and mad kind of, too. Like, what are you doing and where do you keep going? Yeah, like you're supposed to be the parent here. And, yeah, and then when she would go, I felt like I would get closer to my dad. Right. And my sister and I would stay with him. The four boys would be, you know, shuffled out to the, the relatives. And you and your sister would generally would stay, stay, stay right. there with your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a couple times I think they had, um, it must have been through DCFS, I think, um, like ladies come and stay and take care of us all. And then again, we took care, we, you know, took advantage of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, I mean, the thing that you really, you know, I, I think the 
dilemma that you're talking about that a lot of kids would probably experience in your situation was that it was confusion. Yeah. Because you love your parents. Right. And you don't really have the equipment to understand what the deal is. Right. So you're kind of mad and kind of scared and kind of like yeah. all of that. Right, right. And, you know, my dad was drinking at that time a yeah. lot. Um, he's a he's an alcoholic. Uh-huh. And um, so it was a lot of that. It's like, is she crazy because he drinks so much? Or is he drinking so much because she's, she's so crazy. crazy? And it's like, geez, you know. And so I, I kind of always that thought, too, well, maybe they'll get divorced and we can go with Dad. Because mm. he was always a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just very, yeah, you know, panicky. And it, it freaked me out, kind of. It just was like, God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, did not, I didn't know what to do. And she would call my dad at food and drug probably 200 times a day. Yeah. Yeah, that was her obsession. And her obsession was um, a, a lot about God. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful that I don't have any ill feelings towards God or church or any of that stuff. Because it was kind of creepy, really. How did, how did that work? I mean, when you say obsession about... Um, I think she just was always... You know, am I doing a good enough job? Is God mad at me? Is you know this kind of thing, and it would just you know over and over and over. And yeah. she did have a she had a priest that she would go to his house, and yeah. so we would load up in the station wagon. And we had to go to his well, I I won't say his name, but we would go to his house, I guess, and it was in his garage. It was weird, I know, mm-hmm. and I'm I I might be imagining that, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Because yeah. it was a lot of times, you know. Yeah. She would run in, and I guess he would bless her, whatever he did, and uh-huh. and then she would feel better, you uh-huh. know. Yeah, it was unusual. It really was. Yeah, father, father, whatever. Right, right. And when we would go to church, <laughs> um, that again was a lot. You know, we're going to go to the bathroom. We're kind of, you know. Letting her know because we were at the one end of the aisle and all the boys and then my mom. And this is you saying that now. Yeah. And yeah. then we'd ditch out to the bathroom and then out and to the, the parking lot. The parking we'd lot. be smoking by the car. <laughs> and it was like every week we did that. Kind of mm-hmm. like with the with the dine and ditch thing. That right. was often. Dine and ditch. And it's just is that what that's called? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Dine and ditch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, and they, you hear the phrase acting out, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and then... Now that's a good that's a that's a perfectly clear explanation of what that means. Like you've got all these feelings, you don't know what to do with your kid, you don't even know what they are. Yeah. And then here comes the here comes whatever. Right. Down the you know, huffing lighter fluid <laughs> yeah. and and uh yeah. you know, how old were you when you were when you were making the trip to in the station wagon and all that stuff? Uh, is that is that in the same blurry. time? Yeah, same time maybe, frame, grade yeah, school, yeah. early junior high. Right. Maybe yeah. younger. Maybe younger. Maybe younger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you were a little bit embarrassed. You were embarrassed. People weren't coming. You know, you wouldn't really bring people home to your house too much. Did you have a social life? You you had a lot of friends. <laughs> I did. Um, I was. I, you know, I was the one that with. If I was let out, (laughs) (laughs) then it was like, yeah, is she going to come back? Is she going to come home on time? Is this or that? So there was a lot. My dad had a lot of crafty ideas about how to possibly keep me on, you know, in line. But 
Well, what were some of his crafty ideas? I guess, well, the first one was simple. Just, okay, if you're going to go out, you'd be home at this time. Give me $10. If you come home on time, I give it back. If not, I keep it. Well, Mm -hmm. he kept them all. (laughs) And and that was always fine with me. It was like, I'm having too much fun. It's worth 10 bucks. Did you have a part-time job at that point? I don't remember. (laughs) I always did have a job, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little older at this time. I'm talking about high school now. Right. But then he would also... um, Take, drive me. I would come home maybe three in the morning. I was supposed to be home at midnight. So, however, when the sun came up, then he would drive me miles away and drop me off and basically don't come home for three hours. However long I was late, I wasn't able to come home. So I would hike my way over to the Seven Eleven and just kind of sit myself on the Sunday papers. It was always on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Again, they never said a word to me. It was every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's just really the weird. The people at the 7-Eleven yeah, never, never minded you picking never up the Sunday paper and sitting, sitting right. there. Right, they just had them all stacked up, and yeah. so I would just kind of just hang out and sit mm-hmm. on one. You know, I'm sure I didn't have any money. Did he come back and get you, or did you have to no, find your own No, then I made way? myself, yeah, make my own way home. Yeah. And so we did that often. And How did that work? Did it, you, yeah, you learned your lesson, never happen again? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> I kept doing it, and yeah. so well, yeah. did he? Did it escalate? I mean, what was next after that? You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. can't remember. But no, he he was very consistent with with following through. Mm-hmm. So, so some, if you came home later, if you if you broke the rule, if you did some something crazy, something was going to happen. Yeah, one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Right. He, at least from your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then, um, so, all right, so and then now you're in high school, you have you, you have friends. What kind of friends did you have? Well, that's just it. Like, even when we were nine, the friends we had were basically just like us. You know, they were 10 and 11 and whatever doing the same stuff. So, um, it's funny how that is. You just, you know. They, it, how does that work? It's like a magnet. I don't know, because it, that's a very young age, I feel, to start doing that. Like when I had kids and start, I realized when they were in fourth grade, I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, I couldn't even imagine yeah, those, doing that. How old, how old are you when you were nine years old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you have a nine-year-old kid, you, are you imagining that your nine-year-old, like right. when your kids were nine, were they doing yeah, what you were doing? Yeah, not at all. Not at all. But it's funny how, yeah, all of our friends, several were from broken homes, Um and then we had a couple of friends that the mom and dad were both involved, but the dad kept a lot of secrets from the mom. Mm-hmm. So he would just come and get her and be like, get in the car. And, you know, they would go home and she, he would never tell her. So she didn't really get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So, so there's all kinds of little, to, mm-hmm. you know, different reasons. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. So you knew that something was not right at your house, but you didn't really know exactly what it was. Or right. maybe you did. Well, I kind of did. Yeah. I don't know. My dad was a it was a, a functioning alcoholic for sure. Yeah. It was a few times that he'd come down the sta- come down the stairs and he'd have this like big blue um, terry cloth robe and it's like every time if we saw that it was like, oh, God. What did that mean? You know, he's staying home for the day and it's a bad day. Hmm. He's not feeling good and you know the whole thing. What, I don't, what would be a, what would a bad day be? Well, I mean a bad day for him. I don't know. Oh. I mean we don't really. I don't remember. Yeah. I just remember that it's like that was the vision that I clearly have. Blue robe, like, uh, bad day. Yeah. Dad staying home. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, if Dad's staying home, that means he's going to know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, not when he was hungover, because he hardly ever stayed home. So, oh, okay. Yeah, he was pretty much in bed. Oh, oh, okay. So it had to be it had to be pretty bad, and you were yeah. you were going to yeah. do what you were going to do anyway. So, did, what was your high school uh, like? I mean, how were you? What kind of kid were you in high school? Um, 
Not very good. No? I, I kind of had like um, learning. I was in LD classes and, mm. uh, you know, behavioral problem mm-hmm. classes. Um, I Well, when I was 14, I they put me in a hospital mm-hmm. um, down in the city. And that was the first high school I went to. And I think that the counselor suggested that to my parents. And so they followed through with that. And it, it was a really bad experience. Yeah, we were talking about where yeah. that was. And what did we decide? Reed, was it? No, that was where my mom was. Oh, that was where your this mom was? was. Uh, Chicago Lakeshore Hospital. Oh, Lakeshore Hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, not a good thing. And it was an all. adolescent program right. for, for behavior problems or drug problems or both? Kind of both. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they did a lot of weird kinds of therapy, like, you know, a lot of drug therapy and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it was, it was yeah, scary. Did it... Did it um, how did it affect you? Um, well, the first thought I had was that, oh, great, they think I'm just like her. You uh, know, off yeah. to the hospital. To the hospital. Yeah. That, that was your experience with hospitals. So right. You probably had an idea in your head of what going to a hospital meant, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And it apparently didn't work for your mom, so. Well, not at that point, right. No. No, it hadn't. No. No. Yeah, and that would have been pretty scary to get shipped off to a hospital at age 14. Yeah, it really was. It was. And there was, like, the third floor was the boys with, with some, like, older people on the one end, and then we were up above, all girls on one side, and then older people down on the other end. But, like, crazy old, you know, like, right. really crazy, walking the halls and screaming and right. shuffling around, and then they would give us stuff. And if you wouldn't take it, they'd make you go into a little room called the quiet room. Mm-hmm. And sit there for 24 hours, and if you say, but what did I do? 24 hours, 48, 72. I mean, they would just keep adding it, and pretty soon you just said nothing because now I'm sitting in this, like, hole thing for four days, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like, dark kind of by yourself, a little little mattress. Yeah. Yeah, it was like jail, like yeah. they do in prison or yeah. something. So it was it was scary, and they, they did a lot of restraining to the bed mm-hmm. and um, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. What was your, so do you remember much about it other than that? I mean, do you remember much, do you remember being there? Yeah. 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 I, I was angling to go live with my grandma when I got out. Because <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought maybe I could pull it over on her. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. that didn't turn out. I ended up going back home. In the How long were you in there? Did you, do you remember? About, like about six months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was scary. Did people come to visit you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have to fake like you were getting better? Um, I don't think I did. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah. My mom and dad would come. My grandma would come. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't strike me as the, the kind that would, would, would fake getting better. You'd be more like angling to, angling to get out somehow. Or, well, yeah. And I know. guess at that time... Like, my dad couldn't even take me out because it would be against the medical advice, and then the insurance wouldn't pay, and it was just, right. like, no way. Right. So you... They were afraid you'd run off? Of them. No, I... What do you mean? Do you do you think they were... The reason they wouldn't let you out is that you would run off? That you would escape? No, I think that they're... It just... I don't know why. It I just They just didn't allow it. Yeah, it was like... Yeah. yeah. The doctor was really goofy. Yeah, well, that sounds like... It sounds like what somebody would tell a 14-year-old so that they wouldn't take her out because they were afraid she would escape. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who yeah. knows what, what, right. what was going on at that mm-hmm. time. But, yeah. Yeah. So then I after that was that quite I... an experience for you. Yeah, it was. 
Yeah, they did like, I think they called it psychedelic therapy. Psychedelic therapy? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know people that have done really a lot of that scary. all on their own. Not, I not know, yeah. and I had too. But yeah. not, it's different when you don't, when when you're not in control and you're not the one deciding no. to take it. Yeah, uh-huh. you have no idea what you're taking. That was scary. Okay. Yeah, I had some like weird trip things, you know, just a couple that I can recall. Mm-hmm. But I remember the one thing too is seeing a lot of the other girls that came in, just young girls, you know, delinquent or whatever. And then by the time, you know, a couple months passed, they've gained 50 pounds. They're like, you know, just kind of almost drooling, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. It was really sad. How do yeah, you no one you, got better there. How do you think you managed to not get like that? You know, I don't know. I had a different doctor. I know that. And I don't know if, you know, maybe they, I don't know. They just didn't do it. They did a lot of that shock therapy, mm-hmm. electric shock therapy, and mm-hmm. on that particular girl that I'm thinking of. So I thought maybe it had to do with that. Yeah. You didn't get that? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. But you were you scared that it was, that you, they thought you were, all the way through that, that they thought you were like your mom and that was the that was the deal? Or did you get over that thought? I think I got over that thought. Yeah. Yeah. I just sort of felt like just shoved away. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, so now, you know, you're, you're going to shove me away, and, yeah. Like you were the bad girl, the black right. sheep, the trouble, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And which I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah, but, that, but still, that that wasn't something that what wouldn't, that didn't help you. I mean. No. Yeah. Right. I feel like I, I, I feel like I was always ready to take responsibility. Yeah. Like I knew, not that, not about that. But just, you know, the punishment or whatever was going to happen. It was like, you're right. I messed up. I know I did it. And, okay, what is it? Drive five miles over here in the middle of winter at the crack of dawn? Okay. You said it would happen, and I know it, I knew it would. So right. I, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. So, so all right. So in high school, well, you know what we're going to do before we go, before we go any further? Maybe we're going to take a, we're going to take a little break. We're going to play... What are we going to play, Aaron? It's called Mercy Me, but... Or or what was it that was playing that you were singing along to? That one. I yeah, can that's only imagine, one? yeah. I can only or, imagine. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Quick break. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in... What is what is the song? Are you going to... Okay. Are we... Uh, I can only imagine... What it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Stand 
your presence Or to my knees will I fall Will I sing hallelujah Will I be able to speak at all I can only imagine Yeah, I can only imagine Okay, we're going to pick up uh, we're going to pick up more or less where we left off. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of working our way we're kind of working our way through um, like we we're, were at about high school in that in that vicinity. But what we what we kind of want to do in in this part of the show and what we've done in the past is kind of like talk a little bit about how we got to the bottom, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that, how we got to we got to the end of things, and then. Spend okay. some time talking about how how it is now and what's working. But well, I guess I really want to kind of ask you, then from this point, let's talk about how you got to the point at which you thought you need to make some changes and what kind of changes you needed to make. Okay. Um, well, it was in high school. Um, after that hospitalization, I went back to the same school, um, and then. I, I don't really know what happened, but they transferred me. So now I was at a different high school, making new friends. Right. Um, funny how that you just attract same again, type. like a magnet. Yeah. You know, if, there, if somebody knew the answer to that question, they yeah. could they could make a million bucks right. because no every parent I ever met said, "Why do my kid always do?" Yes. Yeah. So same thing. Yeah. Um, just you know, I had a crazy boyfriend. He was insane, and he, it drove my parents crazy. But he he really was. He was a definite alcoholic. So a lot of you know, just abuse and verbal stuff. And you know, he'd come to my house and just scream for me. And my you know, it's just embarrassing, really. Um, when I okay, so it was the summer before I turned eighteen. Um, just hanging out with you know the same friends. That I met when I was mm-hmm. obviously a freshman, um, mm-hmm. the old friend now again, mm-hmm. back in Arlington Heights, and um, basically kind of wore out my welcome. I guess is what it is. You with know, the with friends the, or with your family? Yeah, with the friends. No, yeah. I ran away for the whole summer, so I didn't go home all summer. Um, Where were you living? 
couch just surfing. random yeah. friends, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just random friends, basically. Yeah, and they get tired of it. Well, it was fall. It, it was fall now. Right. You know what I mean? Party yeah. over. Summer's done. It's like starting. Yeah, we got to we got to get started. Yeah, we got to get like, organized. Go back to school. Yeah. Uh, right. Enough. Real life yeah. stuff. So I, um, I remember going home and my dad gave me the ultimatum that either get sober or stay out. You was know? he sober then? Yeah, my dad got sober when I was. I think I was fourteen. Oh, well, it's pretty easy to do the math, I suppose, but I haven't. It's yeah, somewhere right years. around yeah, there. He's yeah, he's been sober yeah, yeah. 37 years. So. Okay, so he had so, been sober for a period of time, like maybe three or four years at that yeah, point. And so he knew, he knew one when he saw one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he knew one. And you one. were one? Yeah. Yeah. And well, my sister had gone through treatment at 16. Okay. And, you know, I, I think she's just so much more like my dad their personalities and stuff and the way they think and everything. Right. They're more intellectual that way. And right. so they were closer. And my sister was a definite blackout drinker. Yeah. So a lot of those years of high school, the early years, I, was, I wasn't I was drinking as much because I was worried about her and I had to just keep an eye on her all the time. And Your sister? Yeah. Yeah. Because, all, you know, the boys all, you know, sure. wanted to take advantage of her and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of that too, mm-hmm. that caretaking, and mm-hmm. like I was telling you earlier, like I felt that way, the same way with my mom. Yeah. Like really pissed off about it, but at the same time really worried and concerned, and and that's how it was with her, um, with my sister. So, um, so she was. I'm trying to think. I, I'm really bad at like chronological. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. So she so she had been in in treatment. Yeah. For. For alcoholism, right? When she was sixteen, yeah. So and she kind yeah. of parted ways with the whole friend thing. Yeah. She graduated early from that original yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she was she was doing well and sober. So you got two sober people in your family. By the time your dad yeah. gives you the gives yeah. you the right what thumbs Evo, up thumbs yeah. down. Yeah, I, can't, I do this, you know, but people on the radio can't see yeah, my thumbs going that. up and down. Right. Okay. All right. So she, so so he gives you the you 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 got to go kind of a thing and what you do you either yeah you either get sober and go to AA or you get out so right i got sober and went to AA oh you did mhm okay yeah how did that work out um it did for a while mm-hmm. it worked out well i hooked up with a bunch of young people and mm-hmm. um went to open meetings regular meetings went to mm-hmm. church did a lot of stuff like that um i think uh my sister at this point lived with her husband in California, and so mm-hmm. in 1985, my parents were moving to um, Minnesota. My dad got transferred, and yeah. so I chose to go to California instead. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I lived with my sister, so I'm trying to think how that went. I I was I. I would, I know I was drinking in between them too, so I don't know. I thought I stayed sober. I think I stayed sober. Eight years, and then the second time, six years, and mm-hmm. then kind of like that. So eight, from the time you were 18, you stayed sober for eight years? Or give it? Uh, yeah, about six there. years. Yeah. Six years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then by then, I'm living in California. I had a job, um, met a new group of people, mm-hmm. and uh, she took me to the beach, down to Newport Beach, mm-hmm. um, 
on the boardwalk there. There's a bunch of bars. So we went to a bar. It was really fun. It was like the, everyone played darts. It was more like it was not like a disco kind of bar. I never yeah. liked those. I no. liked the kind of grungy, disco girl. No. Yeah, no. pool hall kind of thing. So we did that. And then uh, shortly thereafter, I ended up meeting um, the, basically the local cocaine dealer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then he and I ended up um, being together. And so I sort of like got rid of the, the friends from the job. You know, they're like, yeah. wow, what's up? You know what? Right. I thought, you know, we're just going to have a couple of beers and go home. And it just, right. it wasn't like that. I was like, right. I, I never left. I just, mm. you know, and that's how it would be at that, you know, at that point it was just. So what, when looking back on it, what, what were you thinking? Um, I, I guess I wasn't. I just want what I want when I want it, I think is what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And I thought you have something I want. And yeah. Yeah, you kind of like me, so I, let's do this. <laughs> and we did. And so I lived on the beach. It was gorgeous. It was yeah. beautiful. But, you yeah. know, I, again, I'm drinking and using cocaine. Yeah. Um, so impulse con- control wasn't your strong suit. No, not at all. No, not, not, at, no, all. not, not, not at all. No. Okay. So, yeah, so, so you hook up with this guy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You live on the beach. You're drinking. Right. Doing the cocaine doing a, lo- a lot. A lot. So of I'm losing yeah. touch with my sister and brother-in-law because they're still sober. Um, You're still living with them? No, uh, no, I was living with him now at this oh, point. Okay. Yeah, and um, then he eventually got arrested for transporting, you know, cocaine from L.A. to Hawaii, and that was the second time to get sober, and so that's what I did. Then I went and lived with my sister after that. Did you go to treatment, or did you just go no. back to the just went back to AA, or right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I lived with my sister and brother-in-law then, and we would just go to meetings, you know, all the time. And it it was like... They were still going? Oh, yeah. They went the whole time, right? Yeah. And by this time, I was pregnant, too. Okay. I forgot to mention that. So, yeah. probably five or six months pregnant. Uh, with uh, with his? With your, your mm-hmm. cocaine yeah. buddy's yeah. kid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he went to jail for three and a half years. And then I went to live with my sister and had the baby and mm-hmm. my son. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, that, you know, that was that. And then eventually, when he got back... We moved to um, the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. that's where I met my friend Tom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of Tom Rose Painting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Known as Hollywood. Right. So I met, um, yeah, I went to meetings there. Um, I was really unhappy, though, in the marriage. He he was very controlling and mm. You know, in my mind, the whole time that he was away, I was, oh, it's just going to be great when he gets back because we have this whole family. And, you know, I struggled a lot to take care of my son by mm-hmm. myself and thank God for my sister and brother-in-law. But eventually I did move out by myself. And kind of when he came back, it was more like everything changed. You know, now we're going to move to San Diego, which is not near my sister. And, you know, I I, I resented him and, and I just wasn't happy. And... um. I kind of started with the, you know, I guess I, I I don't know if it was really consciously or or subconsciously, but let's let's move, you know, let's move to Minnesota, let's move by my parents, mm-hmm. and and I think it was just kind of a way to get closer to my family or something, so that you know to get rid of them. I don't yeah. know. Um, Did that work? Um, Did you end up moving to Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For fourteen months. Yeah. Stayed there. Yeah. Yeah. He came too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We drove across the country in a big. You know, one of those big semi-moving trucks. Mm-hmm. 
with, you know, all four of us in the front seat, and my daughter was six months at that point. Uh, so she was tiny, yeah, okay. a small baby, and we lived with my parents. Um, and That sounds kind of like a nightmare. Yeah, I I'm know. sure for them it I, was. Well, I'm yeah, sure. I mean, you know, yeah, two, two small kids and yeah. a guy that you're not too not too thrilled with right. and, a, and living in your parents' house. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah. How old are you at this time? Like you, you, like late 20s, early 30s? 28, 28? probably, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I, and are you sober now at this time? Are you sober at that at that time when this was happening? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah kind of dry, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I um. I started going to going to meetings in, in the San Diego area, and I don't know. I just, you know, it was like I don't really fit in. Yeah. Um. I'm not really comfortable. I have all the books. I have all the knowledge. I've done this before. I'm sure I can do it. That kind of stuff, you yeah. know. And then pretty soon. Yeah, the books are yeah. shoved in the corner. I'm not looking at them, I'm not reading them. I'm right. not doing any of the things that I know I should right. be doing. And you what, do you, what do you call that kind of stuff? What's the word for that? Dry drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call it. Yeah, I guess yeah. That's, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, thinking you know the answers and you don't need people right. or program or anything like right. that anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of that way. Yeah. I, I can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like he was your higher power. You know, kind of. Uh, you the the cocaine guy. Oh, yeah, I guess when um, we lived in California, he was. Yeah. By the, this by time, the time when he came out, time, no. it was like no. No, not so much. It was like yeah, it was my no. Yeah. Okay. Not my higher power for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think he was ever actually. Let's clarify. No. It was the cocaine was. The cocaine yes. was. Yeah. And the alcohol. Yeah. And the marijuana. He was extremely controlling, so of course I would steal it from him. Yeah. And any chance I could, and have my own stash, so that he would think I never was so out of control, because he would just portion out a little. It, it just. So he was managing your addiction. Thinking he was. Right. Yeah. Right. right. But all along I was taking money from him to go ahead and turn around and give it back, because so and so wanted to buy some, and really it was I would keep it. Right. It was just you know a lot of that kind of stuff, or he'd go in the shower and I would just steal a big chunk. I mean it was like big you know, big rocks of it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I always had my own thing going, but let him think that he was he was controlling me because yeah. that's what he wanted to do. So then everything was kind of copacetic, you know, if I did that. So, <laughs> so but then after so after you got to Minnesota, then you're there 14 months. What happens then? Then it was let's move to Crystal let's move to Crystal Lake because that's where my sister and brother in law lived oh, okay. again at this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and so I I kind of worked it out to where my my husband at the time would work with my sister's husband then they would go off and travel and it would just be me and her and the kids and that's kind of what we always did right. when we lived in California like just would sleep over and kind of like you know all the kids got along their cu- cousins and everything Woo, sorry about that um yeah so kind of trying to just get rid of them I guess yeah you know when did that work Finally. Well, he did, but then yeah, my my it, he didn't last long working with my brother-in-law. Yeah. And so I, I eventually yeah, then I well actually then I started drinking again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just you know sneaking around. Yeah. Kind of drinking. I I don't I don't know if it was just because I was really unhappy or you know I can recall it happened across from uh, a restaurant in Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a French restaurant. I was working there and. The girls were in the back drinking wine, and mm-hmm. I really never drank wine. But of course, when that was all there was, 
<laughs> then I drank it. So yeah. I was just like shocked that they could drink wine and still work. And she's like, yeah, he doesn't mind if we just have a glass of wine. Well, I never knew how to have a glass of wine. Right. So that's why I was so amazed that, you know, how can you work? Because I would just go from zero to shit-faced, and, you know, that's yeah. how it always was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we had to get that All in right. somewhere. Love we it. had to get that in somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, did, did did you know that about yourself? By then? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. knew you were different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've been in the program at, at this point twice. And right. So, right. Like. And yeah. it was like kind of a long time. It was one one time was six years. The next time was eight. Yeah. And then and then my sister started drinking, too. Yeah. She caught on that I was. So I always felt sort of guilty about that. Like, mm-hmm. it was my, you know, I kind of brought it to her, sort of. Yeah. Because um, we just hung out all the time, and I was trying to keep it a secret, and then pretty soon, and then she started, and then it was like, oh, God. Like, she just drinks different than I do. Yeah. I mean, really different. There were times where I wouldn't go home either, you know, if I started drinking. I'd had a babysitter, and I wouldn't um, I wouldn't go home either, but she just was different. It's yeah. Just, she was like, I, you know, Not, I wor- everybody yeah. worried a lot about her. Right. I feel like I kind of almost could take care of myself. Not yeah. that she couldn't. I mean, she wasn't like, Completely she just was a blackout yeah. drinker all the yeah. time. Right. Yeah. So how long did that last, and then what, what, what eventually happened to get you up to... Um, that lasted a while. It lasted for her a long time. They got transferred to Las Vegas, and she was continuing to drink in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's not good. I was 24-7. Yeah. Anywhere and everywhere. Um, Were you still pretty worried about her? Yeah. You and knew she I, was yeah. still going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, everyone did, yeah. really. Yeah. And so I, I, I can only imagine how that... My, you know, affected my parents now that I'm a parent. And right. Yeah. I never, never thought about it. Mm-hmm. Ever. Just as what? We're doing what we're doing. Sure. Kind of thing, you know? And, and so I, um, let's see. Well, I, I met, I met somebody, um, and I really, really liked him a lot and we got along well and he liked my, he met my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point I was still married to mm-hmm. the to the, um, to the other one, and just pretty much was like I'm done, I'm out, I'm done. It's like I almost felt like I had to have something else to leave mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. because I, I really couldn't take care of myself, sure, you know, financially or any any other way, really. So that created a lot of strife in my family. My parents were really worried and concerned about me because now I'm dragging two kids along. My daughter right. was three, my son was seven. Um, and they had no idea. It was like, what? You know, who is this guy? You know, he's got tattoos, long hair. Who, you know, what the hell are you doing? Right. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know how I knew, but I just knew. And so I went to my parents. I was telling you earlier, I went to my parents for this long three-hour counseling session. They lived in Minnesota. I was in uh, Illinois. So like a six-hour drive, I was pregnant at the time. I got pregnant shortly after meeting him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were quite concerned, and um, amazingly enough, it's, you know, it's amazing that everything worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, got married to him now, and we just had our 14th anniversary, um, and I had, you know, my third child, a daughter, and that was the first time my parents met him when they came uh, to see the baby. Were you sober again at the time when you met Well, yes, I got sober when I was um, 
Let's see, I got sober May 2nd, and she was born August 2nd. Mm-hmm. So, again, I drank for a long time, you know, and worried about it, not wishing I wouldn't and, you know, all that. It wasn't, like, fun for me at that point. Right. It was just kind of survival almost. It just, right. I just, I every day, you know, God, help me not do this. Yeah. And I would go to the doctor, and I would tell him, and they'd be, oh, you know, a glass of wine or a beer here and there is not going to hurt. And it was like, <laughs> you don't you know, understand. I'm like, yeah, you don't get it. You it's like understand. Bacardi all night, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So right. I was really worried about that. Right. But, um, by the grace of God, my kids are all very healthy and no, no problem. But, you know, I think it's really, I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, women say, well, you know, I, I don't have a problem because I didn't, I didn't really drink much when mm-hmm. my kids were, when I was pregnant or this or that, mm-hmm. as if to say that that's, Right. And that's really... Exactly. That doesn't mean squat, number one. And I think it's good for people to hear that, that you know, that the understanding of what, that you didn't want to. Yeah, right. You didn't want to, but you couldn't not right. do it. And it was embarrassing. Yeah. Like, if if yeah. anyone knew. I mean, it was, sure. like, really embarrassing. Because they'll think you're a bad person, or why are you, you know, da 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 yeah. you know. right. Moral lectures, et cetera, you know. Right. And that's not that's not what, what this is really about. Yeah. Well, I forgot to mention too how my mom got completely well. Yeah, which tell that story. Miraculous. Um, we were still living in Illinois. My dad was in AA, and my mom was at I believe it was Chicago Reed. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think. that's weird. Um, and they basically told my dad, "You need to come and say goodbye to your wife um, because we need, we're sending her across the street. She's not getting better." Um, what she had, I'm not clear on. I really don't know. But I guess by the time my dad got there, she, um, you know, had like a light in her eyes and said, you know, I want to go home. I, I can, I can do this. I, I really, I want to get better and I can go, I want to go home. So my, she did. And, um, they had her on some kind of psychotic medication and, you know, warned her, do not run out of it and make sure you call for refill, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So she got home, and, and I think she, I don't think she ever refilled it. And it was it basically nothing short of a miraculous healing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing short of that. It's, it's amazing. So she stopped taking the meds and, and was totally free of yes. the the. Yes. the Right, and the I mean, there's times where she'll have a little anxiety about stuff, but, right. you know, it's nothing. Like, it, it's not even, it's like non-existent. So did you ever decide whether it was, she, she was anxious because of your dad's drinking or he was drinking because of you your You know mom? what? Not really. No. Not really. But I kind of think my dad's family blamed my mom for it. I think right. that's how I got that thought in my head. Right. Because I think that they, they weren't thrilled with her because all the parties, she was kind of stiff. Because yeah. she knew we're driving home with right. my husband drunk, and we have six kids, you right. know, to that get would all make, the way home. That yeah. would make me a little anxious. Yeah, so it was always yeah. like she was a wet blanket. She yeah. wasn't fun. She was, you know, yeah. she was boring. And oh, come on, Mary, lighten up, you know. And I, I don't know. I always seem to notice that and just feel for her, you know, right. feel bad for her. But at the same time, I liked my dad too. You know what he was doing. I mean, sure. he was so fun, and it seemed like it was just fun. Why are you? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, and, it, and it, in the end, I guess it doesn't really it it doesn't really matter if maybe one doesn't cause the other at all. Maybe they I know, just I think maybe they just find each other and that's the way it is. I think that's more what it was. Yeah, yeah, because my mom so. had that from like you know yeah. I think like eighth grade she yeah had she, that kind she, of she brought hers and he brought his and that's the way it was exactly yeah 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 I kind of think so 
it's kind of yeah. like the way you were talking about friends find friends. You I was know? just thinking it's uh, like the magnet. Yeah, yeah, it's the magnet. How does yeah. that work? We don't really know. We know right. it does. but it, Right. So, um, you know, we're probably getting close to the end of the time that we have, but I did want to ask you, Okay, thanks, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron says three minutes. We've got that's why I that's why I booked the extra time, Aaron, so we don't have to worry about it. Um, but um, so one of the things I just wanted to ask you was, um, do you do you make a connection? Not I don't mean in the way of any kind of blame or like that, but do you make a connection between the way you were, the way you kind of the way you were raised, and the things that happened to you when you were a kid and your your alcoholism and and, and then the, mm-hmm. and then your recovery. Is there like connecting threads in there for you? Um, I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm not not to blame. I I wouldn't no. ever want to blame my parents for that, but um, I guess kind of yeah. Without a lot of supervision and kind of seeing it, it was almost like we saw my dad. I, I I guess for me it was well I keep doing that sorry sure. for me it was like who would, who would you rather be like and I'm like him for sure <laughs> that you know I felt like I had to pick like right. you know, like I had a choice pick a path, and, the, and, pick a path and these are the two you've got so I'll take that yeah, one yeah that was it yeah. right exactly yeah so I don't really and I really don't necessarily think it's a conscious thing either I just think there's a lot there's a lot um you know there's sort of that whole subterranean emotional undercurrent of things going on the all those feelings that you described and yeah. you got to do something with all that but you don't know blah 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 you know right right and and we never all, talked about it with our friends or anything no yeah. you wouldn't you know because mm-hmm. well they would probably have most of the same feelings that you did anyway you know right. they wouldn't know what to do yeah. with them right you know mm-hmm. so yeah okay and, and then you know do you feel like it, you're kind of a miracle too i i, I guess so i mean i don't know I know I am because I'm sober. Yeah. So I know that that's a miracle, but um, I don't know. I never really looked at it like that. Uh, we'll see. I just that's that's a perspective that somebody else in your family might have. They might have thought Maybe. this girl's not going to do well. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, yeah. I guess. Given, I guess so. Yeah. Given what you describe, I think there might have been. You yeah. probably weren't voted most likely to succeed <laughs> in your high school class, dude. No, no, not really. No. Um, some yeah. people would think maybe you're a miracle. Maybe. I mean, I, I guess I, I, yeah, I never really thought about it. Yeah. But I know it's it's a miracle that that we're sober if we are sober. Yeah. You know, it's by the grace of God. I do know that. I don't feel like it's anything that I did. I feel like mm-hmm. my dad being sober really made a huge, you know, mm-hmm. impact. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I remember when he did get sober, he like quit smoking. I think at the same time, mm-hmm. and he was sewing and knitting and you know making. I mean, he he was busy. Into photography, so he's yeah. he talk about getting into action. He was in he got into action. action. Yes, yeah. So, is there anything, kind of in closing? I don't, I don't know. Is there anything that you would say? Is there anything that you would say directly to him, and then directly to your mom, that you'd like to say? Um, I guess I would like to just say that you know, I love them both so much, and um, I have like the utmost respect for my parents. I really do. They've been married to September will be 53 years. That's incredible to me because if any two people could have like justified a divorce, it was them for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, without a doubt. So I'm, I'm like in awe of that. And I just love my parents so much. I really have a ton of respect for them. Mm. You know, it's like growing up, it's like they're the last people I wanted to be around. And now today, I mean, they're the first 
people I call for anything. And mm-hmm. I'm really, really close with my mom. And I just adore her, and I'm so grateful that um, she's better. Mm. You know, and I I feel almost like, I think I was telling my dad that, that I feel that God's so gracious that he's almost given her like a, a redo a little bit because of the grandkids now. She's super close to all the grandkids. Mm. And, you know, they just love her and trust her and want to be around her and everything. And, and you know, she didn't really have that with her own, Yeah, I guess. I mean, the boys a little bit, but not us. Yeah. Not the girls so much. So that's a nice yeah. that's a nice way to that's a nice way to, to, to end the evening to hear that. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Well thanks for coming. I really appreciate Thank you. really appreciate it and the the story that you had to tell. And uh we have uh we have a couple little things we want to say in closing and then we're gonna uh and then we're gonna wrap it up. Um so thanks, Jeannie, for Thank coming. You. Our, our studio audience and noisemakers um, for coming. And uh, we'll email out reminders for next week's show. Uh, usually they come out on Friday. If you want to be on the email reminder list, go to our website and sign up. Um, one thing we say every week is um, we don't, because it's the Internet radio show, we don't know who's, we don't know where our listeners are. We'd love to know where you are. So, uh, go to our website and sign up for the reminder, and then we'll find out where you're from. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as always, live today, love yourself and your neighbor, and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you've enjoyed the show. See you at 8 p.m. next Sunday night. Thank you.